leadership tool bag so you can climb your mountain of success. So let's get it. Hey, Open team. So first off, thank you guys so much for joining us for this Open talk. I just wanted to take some time to encourage you to go ahead and like, uh, share, comment, subscribe, uh, because the more that you do those things, the more wonderful people that we can bring on uh, to the Open Operation Innovation team like Julia. So very excited to uh, be sharing uh, her gift with the world here on this platform. Uh, Julia is the founder of a globally sought out and highly in demand digital media firm. And because of her expertise in the field of social media, she's been invited to speak on national television, radio, podcasts, uh, internet shows, virtual summits. And she's given a guest lecture at New York University's Stern School of Business. So, before we get started, because that's a lot of stuff, um, I wanted to say congratulations for being nominated for the Forbes 30 Under 30. It's a huge accomplishment even just to be nominated. And I just wanted to give you the platform to share with the Operation Innovation team your, your initial thoughts and feelings uh, being nominated. Thank you, thank you. So I'm really excited. I don't really know what goes into the nomination process. So like being nominated, I feel like is a really huge deal. And I hope I win, like I'm not banking on winning because I would be like way too overconfident. But I feel really proud that my colleagues thought of me enough to nominate me for such an award. That's amazing. And, and so I know you said you don't know too much about the nomination process, but was there someone in your agency that was like, it was me, I did it? <laughs> Or was it like a group of people? I think it was my assistant, Ernest. Shout out to Ernest. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. And that must be really nice too, to be able to have, you know, such, such support uh, within your agency to be able to know that people care that much about you to, to be able to nominate you for something like that. It takes a whole lot of leadership and to be able to show that as they said, you know, under 30, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. Thanks. Like being 22, like I'm probably one of the younger people that's been nominated, like right, you know, way at the bottom there of the list in terms of age. <laughs> <laughs> well, so with that, I mean, do you ever feel like that's a barrier for you, your age or do you feel like that really gives you an opportunity to uh, blow people's expectations away? Well, a lot of the time people are underestimating me. I've been called a kid before. They say, how are you an expert? Mm. So young. I've mm -mm -mm. had people look down at me before. You know, I'm used to the whole like people just expecting nothing from me. Like they expect me to be an intern whenever I see them. <laughs> but mm -hmm. um, being so experienced as I am at my age, I definitely am able to blow people out of the water when it comes to like their expectations and all of this amazing stuff that I know just for my age. Right. And I, I'm interested too to hear then how it is that 
uh, you came to know that this was your why and and this is kind of what you want to do. Um, just because to your point, you know, a lot of people will assume that, oh, I mean, she doesn't have enough life experience to even know what her why is. But I, I'm just curious to hear about what your journey looks like. So I guess it all started when I was nine. Yes, that's right, nine. Very young. <laughs> um, I joined a social media site called Roblox, which is like for Gen Z and like younger kids that were like my age at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like nine years old at the time. So I believe it was like 2008. Anyways, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I learned the native advertising platform on the site at only like nine, 10 years old. And I was able to get my fashion group that I had on the website to be the second largest fashion group that there was on the website at the time. I was able to get more than 100,000 visits to my online video game. And I was able to sell thousands of in-game clothes that I had designed myself. And it was then that I realized that not only do I really love fashion, but I also <laughs> really, um, I had a, a knack for social media. That's where I earned my nickname, The Prodigy, which people have referred to me as for the past like four years since I started digital marketing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that, that's my why. That's where I started. That's amazing. I And I think that what I really like about your journey and what you shared is that, you know, I, there's a lot of people that will um, equate age with experience. But to your point, there's so many, uh, w there's a whole generation of people that are earning all of this experience before they ever get a chance to enter the official job market. Um, Cause there are so many avenues for things like that. So um, I would be curious to see kind of what this looks like and what it evolves to uh, as it goes, because you know, there, there are plenty of people with your story, but then how do they make that marketable? So what, um, what are some of the tactics I guess that you used, I would assume that you're self-taught or did you do the whole, I'm, you know, I'm going to look on Google for how to do this and then just try it out and see if it works. Well, I guess for me, it's all like research and learning that I've done that has led me to the area of expertise, such as social media. Um, like my level of expertise has come from like hours of research, like every day for months on end. Like I, I'm still learning and it's been four years that I've done research and I've been doing research every single day for hours on end. <laughs> like there's so much to learn, especially when the algorithms keep evolving. A site like Instagram is always gonna keep you on your toes with new features and new algorithms related to those features. And How do you learn about all of that? Cause well, it's not, is it, I mean, is it publicized? Well, like a lot of it is just talking to other people who figure things out and figuring things out on your own. Like I belong to a lot of forums. I belong to a lot of Facebook groups and I just talk to other experienced people who look into the algorithm like I do. And I basically just converse with them like, hey, what do you think of this new update? What do you think this is going to do in regards to this feature? And also in forums, like there are a lot of forums where there's information that you won't find anywhere else because it's just people talking to each other and sharing knowledge and ideas. And I really believe that people are the best teachers in terms of like learning new things about social media. It isn't like 
numbers on a screen. It isn't like data sheets. It's all people. Yeah. And it sounds like you really were, ha will have been able to translate that into what it is that you do in your own business. Uh, because again, you know, going back to it, uh, you have people that that work with you and work for you that will nominate you for these uh, amazing accomplishments, right? Um, so what, uh, is there anything else uh, other than, you know, really focusing on the people that you feel like you've learned through this journey uh, from nine years old to now that, that you uh, end up using in your own business? Hmm. I guess I would probably rely a lot on my mentors too, like the people that helped me learn in college, mm -hmm. just talking to them and asking them for their advice and like their life experience has been invaluable in helping educate me as a leader and as like an, a, an owner of a business. I mm -hmm. Is there, is there anything that they've shared with you that's like, you know, one or two things that'll stick out in your head whenever you make decisions or something where you're like, oh, I, my, that mentor, they told me that and I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. I think one of the best things my mentors ever told me was that if there are like things that you're doing that you don't know, like what you're doing and you have to teach yourself, like say I'm not an expert at SEO, but like I know that there are people that are SEO experts it would be better if I just work with someone who's already an expert instead of trying to widen out my net even more and like exhaust myself mentally trying to learn something new that I should just hire someone who's qualified to do these things instead of someone teaching it to themselves and like trying to learn it in one afternoon. Like the difference between that and what I did, which was teaching myself over the course of years is that I already had an idea of social media and I already kind of knew what I was doing before I started teaching myself. And I took years to teach this to myself and to learn new things. But I, I'm not about to spend four more years to learn SEO. Like I should just hire someone who knows what they're doing. <laughs> right, it saves you the four years, right? Yeah. That's good. No, that's that's really quality stuff. and. Um, what I also think is pretty cool about what it is that you do is that, uh, I, I, for example, I watched your presentation at NYU and uh, I learned a little bit from you regarding uh, hashtag ladders. And uh, it, it was just so interesting how you were commenting on how uh, there's you know research that needs to be done. Um, what would a leader entrepreneur be looking for uh, when they try to research those hashtag ladders? So I guess you could just type in hashtag ladder. Like there are different <laughs> tutorials online. Like I'm not the first person to explore this idea. Mm -hmm. And even the graphic that I had in the NYU presentation was created by a fellow digital marketer such as myself. Like you could just look up what other people are talking about it or like what they're saying about it and mm -hmm. their input. I know that like one of my colleagues on Instagram they posted something about a hashtag ladder and I forgot which account it was, but just look on online, like even Instagram, there are tutorials on hashtag ladders. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you had mentioned too was a uh, psychological marketing, which to your point is probably not a new concept, but I know it was something that you kept referencing in that talk. Um, do you have anything to share with the team on that? Yeah. So 
If I were to give some quick psychological marketing tips for your content, one of them would be to stay within four feet of the camera when you're taking a picture, because that's considered personal space. And if you allow your audience to be put in your personal space during like that picture, then that'll really make them feel connected to you as a person because they'll feel like they're in your personal space hmm. and they're with you like personally. And another thing is color theory. So I like to do like not only base my aesthetic on it, but I also like to base my pictures on it. Like how will the colors in this picture make people feel when they look at it? Like red is exciting. It's like passionate. It's amazing. And blue is calm, serene, peaceful, trustworthy. And green, like you feel like, oh, you know, I feel secure in this. This is something that's like fresh. So all colors have meanings and they all associate in people's minds when they see your pictures. It's not just like, oh, I like the color blue. Let's make this <laughs> blue. It's a <laughs> decision. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I think that uh, something similar, not not the same at all, not even close, but I, I had recently uh, had a teaching myself how to take pictures of food. Don't ask me how I got to that point. I was trying to figure it out. And uh, I, I went into the, the well of, of Google and went through all the rabbit holes. And uh, there's so much psychology behind photographing food. And there's so many different tips that people use to be able to have, you know, like water droplets on the drink to make it look tasty and fresh. And to your point, there's so there's so much thought that goes behind this that I think uh, the normal everyday person just doesn't realize is a thing. So that's, that's crazy. Yeah, it's um, involved. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, whenever you talk with your clients, are they uh, normally of the same opinion of like, I don't know, just do marketing for me, or they think that it's a semi easy thing. So that's yet another barrier that you have to go past is like, look, there's meaning in these things. Yeah, like usually when I draft my proposal, I keep that in mind that like my clients don't know what I'm doing. They don't know all the work that goes behind everything that I do. And all the thought that goes behind these decisions. Luckily, my clients, like this one that I'm working with now, I'm not going to name because usually I like to keep things private for my client's sake. Right. But like they have someone already on their team working for social media, like for their team, and I'm working with them. So they know like everything that I'm talking about. And they know, luckily, like the reason why I want to do the things that I'm doing. So it's good, like working in a team sometimes too, that like they'll understand or at least one people or one of the people in the team will understand. Right. So you and, have a swimming buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So that's really hard one. too, to be able to, you know, if you're the only person coming from the outside, educating people, it's a very different conversation than you having a swimming buddy and both of you saying the same thing to the agency. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Shout out to Raquel, if you're watching this, <laughs> I'm the name about the company. <laughs> um, oh, uh, one of the other things that I was thinking as I was watching your presentation was really about how uh, leaders nowadays, as 
as there's more and more, I say more and more of a shift to social media, but you know, social media, it's, it's here, it's going to be here to stay. And, and I think it shifted a long time ago, but some people are just finally like catching up. So with that, um, branding is a huge deal online for not just, not just marketability of, of a team or a process or a product, but of yourself on even platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook, because those are the type of things that now HRs are are looking to, to say, hey, who do we want as a leader in our agency? Um, so how, I guess this is a two-part question then, how important is branding uh, in your opinion? And then what are some kind of quick win things that people can do to start themselves on that on that path to finding out their brand and, and being able to put it out there? Well, first and foremost, there are a lot of coaches out there that help like people decide, oh, how should I brand this? How should I brand that? What should my logo look like? And then I would also say getting a logo is a huge first step in improving your business. Like it'll really make things look a lot more tied together and a lot more professional. Like for a while there, I didn't have a logo and it wasn't until like a few months ago that I actually even bothered to get one. Cause at first it was just like me consulting and it wasn't like a firm. I didn't have any like employees or anything like that. But once I decided to go with like an agency for digital marketing, then like I was like, Oh, I got to get a logo. I got to get this. I got to get that. And it's all about making the right decisions connected to how you want to portray your business. Like, do you want it to seem fun? Do you want it to seem exciting? Do you want it to seem secure? Do you want it to seem like you have all the right answers, which I hope I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, I would say so. I mean, uh, as you've said, you're the prodigy. <laughs> um, so how then uh, do you recommend leaders kind of hone their message enough uh, to be able to reach their niche group. I know we, you know, we've talked about hashtags and things like that, but um, is there anything past that that they can do once they decide? I know my niche group say they, they also have uh, created a logo. They've done all the steps that we've talked about. What is their next step? I would say definitely go into the community and become a part of it. Like people aren't going to know your brand exists if you never interact with them in their entire lives. Like most brands, they do commercials and that's how they interact with the consumers and mm -hmm. how they get brand awareness. But you can get brand awareness for free just by reaching out to new people. And that includes going into hashtags and seeing who's posting what and liking and commenting, and leaving genuine comments. Don't just say, hi, check out my page. That's not going to work. <laughs> Don't do that. If I see that one more time, I swear I'm going to punish somebody somehow. <laughs> And I, I like what you're bringing up, too, because uh, tying back to your original point, it's really all about people. And if they don't feel like you're investing in them, why would they ever invest in you? Exactly. That's exactly it. And also use the right hashtags, too, if you want to reach the people that are using those hashtags. If I see it, like, I know you saw in my NYU presentation, I went on a little rant about, like, doing a hashtag for like, oh, hashtag umbrella, because you're holding an umbrella. That doesn't work. Because <laughs> who's looking up umbrellas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you want umbrellas to look at your posts? 
No, they can't look at posts. They don't have hands. <laughs> um, whenever you were, I know this is kind of going backwards a little bit, but when you were talking in your uh, NYU presentation, did you get asked any any questions uh, by any of the students that you were you thought was interesting or that you would want to share on this platform? Hmm. I can't remember any of the questions off the top of my head. Honestly, <laughs> I've asked so many questions today that I can't keep all of them in my head. <laughs> That's why I have an assistant. <laughs> Is teaching something that you want to eventually do? And technically, you do that on a daily basis as a consultant. <laughs> but at a university, is that something that you would like to do? Yeah, I mean, I love teaching. I'm going to be giving guest lectures at other universities. I have invitations from Gateway in New Haven, Towson, um, and the Savannah College of Art and Design, too. So I'll be giving a lot more guest lectures in the future. And I'm really excited to teach. Like, I love teaching. And I think I'll probably end up doing something like that in the future if I decide that I'm tired of consulting. Because some days I'm like, oh, this is it. I can't do this anymore. But then there are other days where I'm like, this is the best job on the planet. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> um, so what what are your next steps then? What, what comes after this? Where can people find you? So you can find me by Googling my name. That's right. I have SEO despite not knowing anything about it. Um, <laughs> you can find me on LinkedIn. You can email me. My email is also on my LinkedIn page and on Google. It's right there on the knowledge panel on the right side of the screen or the left side, because I don't really know what your screen looks like. <laughs> um, I'm also on Instagram. I just hit 20K, which is phenomenal. Ooh. Yeah, it was because of advertising. I love advertising. So, <laughs> um, you could find me. My name there is Sapphire Eyes. But if you just type in Julia Seraphine, it'll be right there. And again, if you Google me, the like the first or second thing that comes up should be my Instagram and my LinkedIn. So you could definitely reach out to me there. And I also have a website, juliaseraphine.com, which uh, again, you could like book an appointment with me and just reach out and say hi. Awesome. Yep. I, and I'm sure that we're going to have a bunch of leaders that will be reaching out to you or Googling your name to try to find out a little bit more. I think you gave them a really good taste of some of the things that uh, they can gain knowledge from uh, and be able to utilize, you know, like I said, whether it be their business or their team or their product or them themselves as a, as a person just trying to put themselves out there in the best light possible. So that's awesome. Are there any last thoughts that you wanted to share with the Operation Innovation team? Hmm. I guess just be nice to people, even if you don't know them, because you don't know what they're going through. <laughs> I had to uh, learn that the hard way. Not a lot of people care like what I do. They just kind of reach out. And oh, like, man. It sounds like there's some stories behind that. Is there anything you want to share? Hmm. I get a lot of people asking for things like I don't have it like unless I have a job opening listed on my digital marketing firm, I'm not hiring and I'm really sorry. I hate to turn people away oh. and saying no is something that really hurts, especially when I could see your resume and it looks so good. I wish I could hire you, but I can't. I'm sorry. We don't have enough room for anyone new right now. Aww. Well, that's, that's, I think that that shows that you're very caring and, 
and that you really do care about the people and that that's what it's really all about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, again, to uh, the Operation Innovation team, thank you for joining. I uh, really appreciate your time as always and really excited to be able to talk with Miss Julia uh, so that she can share her knowledge with the team. Thanks, guys. Thank <laughs> you.